But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. And of course, we are joined by the one, the only, the stand, the man, the myth, the legend, Antonio, a.k.a. the Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? We're shaking with y'all. Actually, um, I just got a message from Tyler. He wants yeah. to join. I did, too. Why don't you guys chat it up? I'm going to see if I can get him on. Ooh, this is exciting. Well, while we've Tyler, I have some sad news for our listeners. They're going to not hear my amazing voice and my amazing inputs for possibly the next two weeks because I'm going on vacation. And it's like it sucks that I'm leaving you guys. Like, I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, what a what thing. Think you deserve a vacation. Um, I'm tw- a single 21 year old that wants to live life. Single, ready to mingle. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know that, yeah. Uh oh. Well, because I know everyone knew I was in a relationship before. He like, did announce uh, it quite prominently. Yeah. I didn't know him announcing it. No, I did it on Twitter, like, like a small little thing here and there, but then like. Yeah, publicly I'm saying it. So here you guys go. <laughs> Shoot we had a whole event. <laughs> well, what do we, we had like a whole event. You? Besides, have a really good time and a really You're good conversation. A very, a very uh, calm podcast, I would say. You're not gonna have like my like chaotic voice. energy. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. There you go. Yeah, I think we're gonna be okay. But thanks anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys will. Like, I just think, I think our listeners are gonna miss me the most. That's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe like bread and Gabe, and that would be just about it. Hey, that's. Anyways, before we go ahead and jump into the episode, anything else do we have to touch on before we jump in? I do see the, I do see things heating up about Jordan getting the boot soon. Apparently, word is out that he is going to have to be taking a couple of seasons off, kind of like with uh, what Corey had after he slammed Tony. What do you guys make of that? Oh, yeah, Mr. Screenshots. Tell us your source. <laughs> what? <laughs> he is a journalist. <laughs> Journalists never reveal their sources. Uh, all right, real quick. Let me just that. First off, I would never, ever give up a source. One of the best things in the world is I'm not a tea guy. I'm, I'm not a gamer. I'm not pink rose i don't really have a whole lot of tea i do have a source and that source for the most part has been completely trash anytime they got tea it's either something apparently obvious super late or so irrelevant (laughs) i don't even know what to do with it (laughs) this one time they come through with some juicy shit now the only rule that i have with them besides payment is is not giving up an inch i got that person cannot have the spot blown up 
I would never blow up their spot. Now, I know there's a lot of people questioning the information and good for you. Don't believe everything you read off the Internet. A lot of it is bullshit. <laughs> I'm not held to the same journalistic integrity as somebody from, you know, the Washington Post or the New York Times, where you got to have two verifiable sources. I have one and I'm not willing to verify them. publicly. So you can either take the information sure. with it or just say it's bullshit and keep it pushing. I assure you, I do not give a singular fuck either way. That's all I got. That is very true. Good point. But the only thing I'm upset about is that he's only getting a couple of season suspension versus getting completely removed as he should from this whole situation. One of the coolest things about the tea is that almost a little bit afterwards, it was um, it was uh, confirmed by people who I've never met or heard of. Tyler! No way! Hey! Oh my Tyler. goodness! The man, the myth, the legend. Tyler Lauder joins us, guys. Hold on, Tyler. I gotta, I gotta fix this up. Long time no see, buddy. How have you been? I've been right. I've been right. How you guys been? We've been doing good. Missed you. I missed you on your power rankings. Really, really excellent. And I'm so glad you're here to join us. Welcome back, so, man. Tyler. I didn't get to say this to your face, but like now I can. A few weeks ago, we had a great elimination that you weren't here for. It was my oh, guy versus your guy. God. And, you know, my guy pulled through. It is what it is. But it was, it was, a, it was a good game. Your guy got <laughs> washed, Tyler. That's yeah, I wasn't, surprisingly, I wasn't mad about it. Surprisingly. Wow. Yeah. So your, your top two guys went home in this span of, like, what, four weeks? How do you feel about that? It was rough, very rough for me as a fan. However, I stand by what I say and that I stand the challenge. So I'm happy with whoever wins. So smart man. I'm just saying there are some people out there trying to take away his win, bananas. Tyler, good shit you're back. I really, really miss you, man. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. And yeah, Malik, I figured that you wanted some uh, help or backup, whatever, with these two guys. Thank you. Don't leave me with these guys. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Excuse me? I am an angel of mercy that always helps Malik out. (laughs) That was supposed to be in private. I'm sorry. Uh, Are you just stopping by to say hi? You sticking around for the whole episode? Let's go. Let's rock. Wow. Let's do this. See, though, see, Tyler, you're, you're messing my emotions right now. You're joining. The week before I haven't gone for two weeks. So this is not fair for me right now. Cause like I'm seeing you now until two weeks away. What if I would have what if I would have waited till next week? Oh I've been so <laughs> mad at you. I would have oh, He would have purposely done it. I don't want to hang out with that. To say, Fuck you and just hop back off. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into it. I am legitimately very, very happy. This is dope. You guys ready to kick it off? Let's, do, let's it. do it. I have not prepared for this shit in any way, shape, or form. So, yes, just tell a lot of viewers that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, D is gone. We're not really expecting to uh, see much of her this episode. And they, even though she's coming off a win, even though there is a whole bunch of shit that I'm sure she has to say and discuss with other cast members, we are not going to see a whole lot of it. But what we are going to get is more Kyle. Uh, Yay! Y'all not excited? All right. So as soon as him get whining back to the house, for thirty minutes, what happened? No, him whining like a little bitch for thirty minutes. No, Thanks. I didn't miss it. So the whole house is buzzing. The guys already know what's up. They're already starting to to pre campaign 
on who wants to go in. And those guys are most likely going to be Josh, Kyle, and Corey. Swaggy seems like he kind of wants to go in, but he also seems like he's, uh, he's on the fence. While the big brother rookies are, are talking, uh, Josh decides to pull Fessy to the side and congratulate, I don't know, like suck each other dicks about the fact that <laughs> they all made it this far as, you know, rookies in the game and him being big brother, even though this is his third. Is this something to celebrate? I mean, not talk about Josh. I mean, Josh making it this far is kind of kind of cool, but for the four rookies from Big Brother to make it this far into the game, is this something to be impressed with? Or is it just how the game shakes up? Tyler, this is the first time we had you back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Kick it off. Uh, my camera might not look good, but my takes are going to be. <laughs> good joke. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only reason that these guys made this far, all of them collectively, is because of the format. Simple as that. If the format was anything else like a regular season, we wouldn't see these rookies here as long. I mean, look at how many how many eliminations this season have we seen? Two people from the same alliance go against each other. Or two people that are friends go against each other. That wouldn't happen in past seasons. So due to that, I, I kind of, I'm not discrediting it, but it's not impressive. Bananas. I mean, I'm going to have to agree with Tyler on this one, shockingly. I mean, he's one for one today. But, yeah, this format was basically, like, in the beginning, we saw, you know, people fighting to, to go in, not to go in, or whatever it is. But now everyone's like, oh, you want to go in? You're more than welcome to. I already have my red skull. It is what it is. Like, I'm safe this week. That's all I care about. But if people have the red skulls, they should think, they should think long term. Screw the guys that don't have the red skull. Fuck them. Take them out of the final. And you have two guys who have a red skull. Go ahead. Go head to head, and that's it. So you have less people in the final, and you have less people in the house to begin with. And Becky? I think I'm not overly surprised that they made it this far, because except for Bailey and Swaggy, most of them have flown very much under the radar. Uh, you can tell that they haven't had a lot of screen time, not a lot of drama, not a lot of really anything happening. So I'm like, Okay, I guess I can see why they made it so far because the people who were the most out there are the ones that seem to have been sent home. So I'm just a little bit sad. I wanted a little bit more from these big brother people. I mean, with the way Polly came in and him being such like a pot stirrer, like I expected more drama and more manipulation. I don't see that. Like, where are they? Where's the big brother game in the challenge? Now, the fact that they've made it this far, some of it is impressive. Let's not forget, Casey and Fessy do have their red skulls. They're qualified to run the final. That is impressive. There's a lot of people who should have red skulls right now. Well, not should, but had other opportunities to earn one. But assuming that they are all locked in, the four rookies are locked in in an alliance. Let's remember, when Team Austin came into the game, I forget exactly which season it was, Team Austin came in. It was Tyler. I know you know. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, was it was Fresh Meat One. Yeah, right after their real world. Fresh Meat One. They came in four deep, and instantly it was right on the plate. Split them the fuck up. Granted, West held on really, really well. Kicked a lot of ass, but usually, usually when you, you got, got a group, group like that, that come in, especially four deep, that's numbers. That is danger. They will go in and pick you apart. And Tyler, I believe you're 100 right. The format has kept them safe for the most part. Because now you're not trying to stay out of elimination, you're trying to get into elimination. So I believe half and half. I think, I think it is impressive, just not as impressive as Josh thinks. 
Speaking of Josh, this was a great fucking episode. Josh was getting ripped apart <laughs> left and right. And let me tell you something. You know, I, I've had children. I've had great accomplishments in my life. But watching him get torn apart by everybody this episode really butters my biscuit. We'll get into that later. <laughs> you know what's really great about this is that whenever my wife and I watch these shows, she kind of, like, sits back and she doesn't, like, give as much commentary. And I'm always talking. And, like, after, like, 30 minutes of Josh, she was like, I just want to punch him in his face. Like, <laughs> that's not nice. Your wife is should be my friend. Swear to God. Am I the only one that actually likes Josh? You don't even like Josh. You're just trying to you're just trying to be problematic. No, I I, I enjoy his TV presence. Uh, I'm a good Pam called him a twit. Pam, I'm with you 100 percent of the way. He is he is definitely a twit. But let's go ahead and move on from that twit, and let's go ahead and talk about Corey. So we get a nice scene. Where Corey and I, you know this season they're really showing a lot of those calls home, which I think is really really cool because I think it's a good balance and it fills more time in from D getting cut. So we get a nice conversation. Um, Corey calls his baby mother, his first one Cheyenne, wants to speak to Ryder. Ryder's mad at him, acting you know throwing a fuss, and it really gets to him. Let me ask you a question: Did it get to you guys? Did it break your heart to see uh, this dynamic play out during the challenge? Uh, Becky, tell me how you felt about it. Uh, watching Ryder get upset. I think, honestly, what's really kind of really makes me think is she was already, from what I remember, if I remember correctly, she was actually about to go into the hospital around this time. So I think she might have actually been ill as well. But it is sad. I mean, she's two and a half. She doesn't understand why her dad, who has been such a prominent person in her life, is out and not around as much. And maybe that's what the issue is. She just misses her dad. And when you miss your dad, sometimes that comes off as anger. And I feel bad for Corey because he's he is such a good father. And you see him really wanting to be there for her. And he kind of gets kicked to the curb. Tyler? Yeah, it really kind of hit home for me. Uh, you know, having young kids and everything, I put myself in his shoes right away. And like I completely was like, I would have just broken down at that moment. And I don't know how to pull like a Jenna, and like potentially wanted to quit and everything. So, you know, it just, it, it, it was, it's, but it's nice to see this whole episode was like a really good, like turn of character for like Corey. It's like a whole new chapter on like who Corey is. Well, as the only male on this podcast without any kids, it was like, get that dick working. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I might have a kid in nine months. Who knows? Oh but, my um, God. No, Hopefully. no, no. I, I don't know why I'm saying this. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> all right, back to where I was. No, no, oh, fuck. <sighs> okay, back to what I was, just, what I was gonna say. Um, it definitely like I, I felt his emotions because like just having someone back at home that you miss generally whether it's a kid or a loved one you still want to be there for them twenty four seven especially if it's a kid that's only two which is two and a half he said yes right yeah so like, especially like with that like, you want to be there growing up and I, I feel like fathers and daughters have like, that special bond too more than like any other like thing so like I, I kind of like felt bad for Corey but I I did think he handled it the right way him. We'll, we'll get on to it later in the episode, but like, I feel like he was in the same position as Jenna. It's like going now or not because I need something to prove myself while I'm still being here. So, I, this is shocking. The one of the only times where I actually liked Corey, which is like shocking. I do like Corey. Um, I do like the fact that he is, it seems like he goes extra hard at being a dad. And you got to love that. You got to love somebody who, who wants yeah. to be there 
and make sure they they do well. Um, and also as a father, it does hit home. And I felt for him. I know a lot of people was willing to brush it off, but I think a lot of people was able to connect to him. I think it was a a very human moment. And don't get me wrong, she's too. The fuck do they know? She's not really mad. She won't be <laughs> mad in twenty more minutes. You know, kids are fickle like that. But even something like. If if he was home or if he was, you know, across town or anything, it wouldn't be that big of a thing. But you're far away. You're in that bunker. It's starting to get to you. You get grounded a little bit by calling home. And then that kind of happens. It's very, very heartbreaking. I feel for him. I think he handled it pretty well. It just made him more determined. I mean, kudos for him. I think, you know, I mean, Corey's Corey. He's a, he's a pretty boy. He's a fuck boy. He slams dudes over pasta. But he took a couple of seasons off the challenge. He fumbles every now and then. He is a fucking master at saying the wrong thing. But I do think we are seeing growth. And I do think we are seeing him do better. And there's nothing that I love more and, I, and that I can respect more than somebody grinding and working hard to do better, to be a better version of himself. So kudos to that guy. I mean, I feel like he's only, what's really motivating him to be better is Ryder and his, his new daughter, I don't know her name. Does the what, yeah. so money's not a good motivator anymore? No, I'm just saying, but for a good presence on TV, because when, when you think about it, Ryder's gonna grow up in this era where oh my dad's on my dad's on a TV show. If she when she becomes of age and wants to look back at clips, does she want to see you know the Corey that's slamming people over pasta, or the Corey that's motivated and wanting to win to better his family? <laughs> 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 that's why he I'm was like, banging yeah, everything yeah, that yeah, the past was pretty bad but i'm like there's so much okay, so right I have, right I might have like seven stepmoms but it's okay only has well, two. Me... Uh, you know what let's let's go ahead and pull it back <laughs> yes. let's, let's go ahead and jump right back into the episode let's go ahead and jump into the daily i want to talk about Corey's growth did we, no. did we not get to you nope talk about that's Corey's okay. growth Becky sounds sounds inappropriate when you say it, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you have a dirty mind. I want nothing to do with Corey's growth. Lies at all. I don't believe not you. like that. But anyway, I don't believe you. I, I'm a straight male, and come on, I don't even believe you. <laughs> I don't know. There's some much hotter guys on that show than Corey. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, Probably seeing him run around the way he did. Anyway, uh, he can't replace Turbo question. on the challenge right now. You don't think Corey's the hottest guy? No. Fessy is. Oh, yeah, Fessy. Continue. Corey's growth. He's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Even my dog started barking. My dog agrees. Okay, so anyway. Anyway, Fessy. let's talk about Corey's growth some more. <laughs> I think that oh, because he's had a daughter, he has definitely changed. And you saw that, like, say with Derek. You know, you saw him come to the challenge and be much more, refer- you know, pull back because he doesn't want to give his sons a bad example. I think Corey has the same mindset because he doesn't want to give Ryder and his new daughter, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, a bad example either. So I think it's better for him. And I think the only thing that I could be slightly concerned about is that he may lose comes some spots for being as unproblematic as look at what happened with Derek. Derek is no longer a fixture on the show because he is very unproblematic. Yeah, Corey's on his prime too. Like, Age-wise, he's still active. And he has his friend, he has Nelson, too. I mean, with Derek, he has the old vet alliance, but that's the vet alliance is really close drama. He's with Nelson. Nelson, 
he's just an idiot and he just causes drama just by breathing. Man, so Corey, this episode. No, I'm just saying, I'm just good. saying, Corey is going to get called back to be Nelson's like Mila. savior. Mila's the name. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the daily. Today's daily is going to be called Tanks a Lot. Challengers roll up, big empty field. TJ comes in laughing his <laughs> ass off with a tank. I think TJ Levin just loves tanks at this part. Uh, like, anytime he can get his hand on a tank, like, that's his shit. I mean, who, who doesn't want to ride a tank? Name a better duo. Than TJ than and a tank? TJ and a tank. It's just know. not going to happen. TJ and Levin? Ah, there we go. All right, so quick breakdown. Everybody's going to oh, be put in teams of three. There are two stages. Stage one, they got to put heavy shit into a bin. Stage two, they got to drag a heavy sled across the field. Teams have broke up in teams of three. We got Josh Curry Casey, Melissa Roken Bananas, Josh Curry Casey, Kalanisa Jenny, and D Fessy and Bailey. Now, let's talk about some of our favorite moments from this daily. This daily, this daily was old school challenge great daily. I was watching this daily. I fucking loved it. It looked hard. You know it's hard when most of when most of the challenges are quiet as shit. There's no shit talking. There's no extra shit. Everybody's just concentrating on the work at hand. And all ne- unnecessary drama is out. I love this daily because this daily was pure competition. It was tough. Um, Kyle losing a finger. I thought that could have happened. It didn't. That's probably the thing that disappointed me the most. I take that back. We don't want anybody getting seriously injured. But thinking that it was injured, that was a pretty great feeling. Uh, you guys, what were some of your favorite, uh, your, some of your favorite moments from this daily? Antonio, let's hear from you. Um, so off, off my head, first thing comes to mind, well, especially being a beast, easily, and TJ just making fun of Bananas and Melissa for like wheeling their barrel and stuff falling out. I think that was just like good, like, the comedy out of the Yes, challenge. the good old uh, um, barrel strategy didn't work out how they thought it was going to. I mean, with the lid on, it was perfect strategy, but, you know, without a lid, then you just fucked. All right. And Becky. Oh, God. Watching Kyle almost lose a finger was just great for me. Sorry, everybody who likes Kyle. I can't stand him. Uh, Corey busting himself. Like, it's like, really? These two people literally back to back. Okay, first his finger gets stuck. Now he hurt his ankle. Like, this is comedy. But honestly, I was more thrown back by the fact that this does remind me of last of the last seasons where the same challenge happened, except for, of course, the the pulling, the running portion of it. Uh, but I got to I got to say that. Just trying to figure out where they were going to put D and everything, especially since she ended up on the winning team, I was like, are they going to show her at all? Like, are we going to get anything like. Just a twinge or something, nothing dead silence. At least this was edited a little bit better, so it seemed to flow smoother, <clears throat> but. You can tell there's a lot missing from this episode. All right. And Tyler, uh, how did you feel about this episode? I mean, I thought this, I thought this daily was a great daily because uh, it showed endurance, showed strength. Um, I liked how Kyle, Kyle was highlighted like crazy in this. And what I thought was interesting, there's a couple things that was interesting about this. Um, Kyle A said this is suited to him. Yet last season, Kyle lost an elimination that was almost exactly like this elimination, which was interesting. Good call out. Um, but the way, that, the way that he defined it was simple task. Like, I, I can do simple tasks really well. I just like how he kind of like, he like said it was like a really big thing. Um, and then Nani, surprisingly, like Nani, 
they showed yeah. like three shots of Nani just like beasting a barrel and like throwing it on her shoulders. And I like how, you know, everybody always like dogs on Donnie saying she doesn't do anything for a person that never works out, never trains and only smokes cigarettes and gets drunk. She performs pretty damn well. She does. Yes. I was very impressed by Nani. And I am one of those people who constantly dig at, not constantly, but I mentioned call that. Her out. I'm sorry. You call her out. You don't make well, Yeah. That she comes for the vacation. She comes to have a good time and she just, doesn't really seem to put in the work necessary to be great at these things and to see her working so hard and getting it done i was thoroughly impressed so let's go ahead and move on to stage two stage two they had to carry these big sleds and drag them across the field now fessy fessy won by a fucking mile kyle right behind killed it i'm sorry he killed it oh yeah he absolutely Absolutely killed it. Uh, Jenny came in, then Bailey, and it came down to D and Anissa. And I mean, at first glance, it looks like Anissa may have given up. How did you guys feel about Anissa's performance towards the end? I mean, you could tell that Anissa hasn't been putting in as much work as she has been in past seasons. Uh, you know, she definitely doesn't have the same strength or the same speed or stamina that we've seen over the years. I mean, I, she's been on so many seasons. This is like the worst I've seen her. She's just not performing. Um, so I'm really not surprised um, that she was beaten by D, even though D did come in last uh, on that team. But you can tell D's been putting in more work and she definitely has legs for days. So I really wasn't surprised that Anissa tanked as bad as she did, but I was a little bit disappointed. I was hoping for a little bit more from her. Tyler. Uh, I mean, it was it was expected. I didn't I didn't think Anissa was going to beat anybody on that opposing team. And what was interesting here is I'm, I'm not dogging on your order and everything. G, uh, Jenny actually beat Kyle uh, in that. Jenny got second, at did least she? from what I was telling. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know she did. Yeah, it was Jenny. faster than Jenny than Kyle. Yeah, editing. And, yep. And no, no, no. That Kyle was still pulling the sled. I, I totally believe Jenny would have beat Kyle on that. Oh, um, I believe that so. was that was super impressive for me. Uh, the thing with Fessy is like, I mean, I get it's impressive, but like it's genetics as well. Like, I mean, he was, he was born gifted that size. He's obviously worked out and everything, but I'm just saying like, if that was like Derek beating everybody, that's impressive. Like Fessy's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to win at things like sled poles. Like Jenny's supposed yeah. to beat all the girls in sled poles. So like, it's not as impressive as it's like, thank you for doing what you're supposed to do and not being a flake, like not being, you know, no popcorn muscles. I mean, yeah, Fessy, Fessy was a tight end in college. So, sled pulls, that's, that's, that's a basic workout for him. He, he does that every day. But um, with Anissa, I was just, I was never really a fan of her. So, just seeing her, like, not succeed in this, like, made me feel like, like it assured me why I disliked her. Because I was never a fan of her competition. But the weird thing in my head is, like, maybe Anissa's playing strategy right now. She has nothing to lose. What if she makes herself look like the weakest female ever in an endurance strength type of thing. And that's a ticket to the final. She won't see elimination because, oh, I can be Anissa in a final. You see how she's carrying that sled? And Anissa, because it's a guy's day, and Anissa is in a good position. She's in the middle of the house. So I think it's good strategy on her part because, you know, I think that way. The, the, one of the things here that, that will probably fall into it is that I don't think a lot of competitors that come on the show are true fans of the show. Like, I mean, I think they like the show, 
but there's not a lot of people that are like Polly or Wes that actually like love everything about the show. Cause if they were, they would all just revert back to the duel two when Anissa dragged along and made Mark stand by himself for like 20, 30 minutes. And they, you know, slowly walked their way to third place. You know, people should remember those things. I mean, on, on battle of the, um, bloodlines on bloodlines her and her cousin brianna they struggled on the long endurance portion of that mainly because brianna couldn't do uh you know couldn't walk across pull-ups or whatever um monkey bars but like they struggled on that endurance is her weakness and if you have a chance to take that to a final if there's four people then you automatically get top three if there's three you get top two automatically in my so i would i would pull i'd pull her to the final i am a huge fan of anisa um I really, really hope that one day she's able to get her hands on one of these championships. But unfortunately for Anissa, she has a a lot of great moments, but gets bogged down in mediocrity. And we've seen it before. We've seen it a thousand times. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's going to change. Um, you know, I don't want to talk about people, you know, women's ages and stuff, but she is getting a little bit older and a little bit less athletic. I think it's starting to show a little bit. I think she has a very limited time to win one of these things. And I'm, I'm really pulling for her because I do like her. I think she has a whole bunch of heart, but it looks like her skill set just might not be there. I mean, if, if she gets to prove me wrong someday, I would love to see it. But right now, I think she's only really a threat in eliminations. And these days, I mean, granted, she got one this season, but overall, she's beatable. I mean, realistically, though, her best bet to win is if she comes back on a future season with uh, a team challenge. Essentially, what is her best bet? But I mean, that doesn't happen anytime soon. It's the last season. On top of that, we can't also discredit her too much. I mean, she's been on reality TV since 2002 on Real World Chicago. I mean, that was that's 18 years ago. I mean, time does hit people differently. And she has a little bit, you know, she's still performing well for her age compared to some of these females. I mean, she placed in the top, the top two in this team challenge here. And it wasn't like two people could have done all the work. I know they were saying that she was kind of holding them, holding them back, but apparently not that much. Yeah. Can we talk about that real quick about how the two teams, the two females won today's challenge. Very impressive. Don't sleep on the ladies. But I was like shocked when I heard that. I was like, wow. I, I honestly couldn't believe it. I didn't usually for a challenge like this, it's more like muscle, you gotta bring all the, the big pieces. But that wasn't it today. We saw the, the, what I thought the weaker teams win. Honestly, I think the females just figured out a different strategy to make it work. And that's always kind of where the lesser when it comes to these physical items sometimes it's just got to work smarter and not harder um and a lot of these guys are like oh we're gonna beat them we got two big guys and you know one girl um so i think that they just use their heads which is really what kind of pushed them through uh at the end i mean i want to say yeah anisa is getting older but it's not necessarily anything to be used as an excuse you know what these challenges are. You know how physical they are. And you come to the challenge like you would 10, 10 years ago. That's not how it works anymore. I'm sorry. You're going to have to start putting in more work in the gym. You're going to have to start lifting. You're going to have to start putting up your endurance, working on your mentals. You're going to do everything. And we have seen older generations do that. It's just that Anissa didn't want to put in the work. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I guess the dog thing about it, they did have the strongest male and the strongest female team both won. So I guess that worked in their favor as well. But I was just so impressed. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I'm just, I'm not as impressed with Anissa, who you no. should use her experience to say that she needs to step up and she needs to put more work in in the offseason to be able to be ready for these challenges if she wants to be a competitor and if she wants to get the win that she deserves. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Back at the house, a war is brewing. So Corey has had the biggest voice of wanting to go in, but Kyle hasn't been shying away from it either. He wants to go in also. And Josh wants to go in too. So, but Josh doesn't want to campaign. I, I, I understood his logic, but I didn't at the same time. Because I, I get you trying to play her future seasons, which I love, but to be a tribunal vote instead of a house vote is what I didn't get. What I didn't understand is where did he think that his power lied? Did he think he had a better chance in the tribunal, or did he think that he would have a better chance at a house vote? Either way, he didn't really campaign for either so yeah i i, I understood the long-term logic like you know future seasons see how it plays out online so i respect it 100 percent. but to be like oh the household's gonna go to either Corey or kyle so i have to uh, rely on the tribunal but if you look at the tribunal you see bailey in there right away you have to assume see there's if swaggy wants to go in he's in the same position as me so i'm screwed regardless so that, then you have to campaign for the household there's no, no excuse on this on this one what it is with Josh is that Josh is too afraid to go against people that he calls his friends. And so if he throws himself in as the house vote, more than likely Swaggy is going to go in, who supposedly is still his friend and everything, even though he kind of was going to call him out, whatever. Or maybe he'll go off to go against Kyle, who is his friend, but whatever. So, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of, and, and it's just, I think that he thinks about that stuff too much. And I honestly think that he also is threatened by Corey because... I mean, Corey's a bigger dude, and I just, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I think Josh wanted a better matchup, and this late, I don't think he matched up well with anybody outside of, outside of Swaggy and, like, a hall brawl. That's the only situation I saw him being able to I see Kyle. And something physical against Kyle? Josh, Josh is a pretty big dude, so I, I think a, he... A broken Kyle almost beat an Olympian in a hall brawl. Like Kyle was, Kyle was at like 50% and almost beat Theo in a hall brawl. Yeah. Kyle at 100% that's been training would wipe the floor with Josh. But think in the hall brawl, Theo was tall. Josh is big. Big for nothing, though, for Josh's whole entire presence and the challenge. I have not seen him do anything spectacular at all. I mean, he had a few fights here and there. Nothing spectacular. <laughs> How is that spectacular? He, he doesn't have a highlight reel. Don't throw my shoes. Hey, hey. This highlight reel is getting that by Amanda, okay? That is oh his highlight reel. Oh, my God. It's getting rejected by Amanda. Play the clip. <laughs> oh, man. I need to plug that in here somewhere. Yes, you just need soon, to have that soon. ready. Uh, on the ready. Uh, I mean, Josh, I think he wants to be in the tribunal. That's what he wants, because that's what I thought he was saying. He was like, I want to see it, and then I want to decide if I want to go in. I don't want to be told that I'm going in. Uh, dude, you realize that you're almost at the end, and almost everybody has red skulls. Do you really want to face off against Fessy? Like, choose your poison. Do what you need to do. This is one of the reasons why I said since day one, I would be the one putting my hand up. Day one, send me in or send me home. Because I don't want to wait. Because I don't want to have 
this at the end of the day where you're now trying to figure out who can I beat when pretty much everybody has beaten other people, even if they beat crappy people. My only argument to that is, I, is that don't these guys get paid weekly? Like the longer they're on, the more money they make. And if that's Absolutely. the case, if that's the case, if that's the case, then I, I wouldn't want to go into a last elimination. I don't care if I'm the last person sent home. I want to stay as long as possible, make as much money as possible. And if it's I have to go, if I, if I have to go up against Landon in, in, in a balls in, I don't care. I made the most money up to that point. If I'm not going to win the final, I'd rather be there at week 13 than leave week seven. That's just. And, <clears throat> and you know, the getting a call back too, if you think about it. Because the longer you're there, the more screen time you'll be potentially leading up to. So I guess like, Josh plays a challenge in, in long-term seasons. He doesn't play season by season like, like what everyone else does. He's like, oh, if I stay this amount of long, I say this, I'll be okay for you know, next season and season after. But with that mentality, you're not always guaranteed a next season. He's a floater. He's the male in his say a floater. Oh, he, 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 makes, he makes his marks. Several other people would say he's a floater. And moving on to that, let's go ahead and move on to house nominations. So it really only comes down to Corey and Kyle. And Corey crushes Kyle in the house elimination. Like, it's not even close. Did you guys think that Kyle really stood a chance? Uh, he seemed a little bit surprised that he didn't have as much support in the house as he thought he was going to have. What do you guys think about Corey crushing Kyle in the house vote? Becky, kick it off. I wasn't really surprised. Uh, I think Corey has a lot of relationships. Uh, you already see Fessy talking about that's my boy and da-da-da-da. So obviously they had some sort of relationship prior to the challenge because I can't see them building such a that quick, I guess. But I think he just has more influence and he just knows more people. He should have guessed it. I think Kyle, I don't know. I just don't see, Ky as much as Kyle is like a funny guy and everybody seems to enjoy him, people prefer Corey. And Corey also pulled out the, I have a little girl at home oh card. Oh my God. You know, oh, he, he said, oh, he milked that I'm, a, shit. I'm a father and I just need to be there for them. Shady, rude but very well played. So I think honestly, it was just that he has more relationships and he pulled the daughter card and Ryder's adorable. I'm surprised he didn't pull out a picture and be like, do you see my daughter? Like, <laughs> like I, I swear to God, I was, I was hoping he'd, hold on, let me show you. Do you see right here? Look at my daughter. Look at her face. She wants me to win a million dollars. Tyler, what's your take on how this house vote went and uh, about Kyle being crushed in the house vote by Corey? I mean, it would have been a lot closer if the people he expected to vote for him vote for him. I mean, he thought he had Josh, who was in his room, in his alliance, vote for him. He thought that he had, which then again, that brings me to my other point, is that Josh doesn't want to see Corey in an elimination. That's why he put Corey in. Because if he puts Kyle in and doesn't get voted in, maybe he'll go against Corey next week. And then he also thought he'd get Anissa, which I'm surprised. Anissa has been burned by Corey a couple times in the past. And for some reason, is just still supporting him. Which, I mean, I guess if they're friends, they're friends. But to me, that was just, in my eyes, doesn't make any sense. Like, he's burned you a couple times. Like, you guys didn't get along here and there and everything. I, I don't know. It's weird to see people, like, that are still connected as, like, pairs, even though they've had bridges burned. Us women, loyal to the core. Well, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? 
Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Well, the thing is, I, I think that they still have a pretty good relationship. Like, I know it was a little bit messy back in the day, but I believe they have, uh, they made amends a, a long time ago, so they should still be good. Antonio, what's your take? I think Kyle had a good shot up until Corey said things about his daughter. I think if the floaters <laughs> in the game would be like, oh, well, maybe we'll toss it up. But I think once, once you say the daughter is, is what you're playing for, that, like, the people just, like, they, they feel the emotion out of it. They're like, oh, I feel bad. He wants he wants it. Give it to him. But, yeah, but just Corey has numbers. I mean, Kyle, over the, in the beginning of the season, Kyle said he has to stop pissing people off. That's how he's making it far in this game. He, the people that are left are some people that he pissed off. And, or just told Corey better. As he just got the, he got the look, the shitty end of the stick. And he's hopefully can campaign again. The next guy is there, which is really starting to do, which, which I thought was hysterical. But yeah, you got to get a Corey on this one. Interesting. You think it's bad luck. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and talk about the blowout. Uh, Queen Melissa and Princess Vienna decide to get all <laughs> into <laughs> decide to get all into Josh's ass. All into that shit. She called him a snake, said he's scared, and just a a whole gang of uh, uh of shit. So um, bananas. You like um, Josh. Defend him a little bit. Why is Queen Melissa and Princess Vienna wrong about him? See, I like both of them. I like Josh and I like Melissa. Like, he, uh, like Melissa didn't have that much screen time this whole season, but like. Her screen time today made me love her accent again. I was like, uh, I, I knew why I liked her. Why are but, you crushing so hard right now? I'm not. I'm just saying that, that accent. I was like, oh, like a okay. schoolboy. Shut up. <laughs> All right. I mean, look uh, at her on top of the accent. It's just can't, completely can't his thing. Like, okay, back to the question. <laughs> um, I, I do get why they're both mad at each other. I mean, Josh did school over Melissa. Kind of messed up her game a little bit. Said Josh made some promises here and there, but he did. He pulled a snake move. He made a promise and went back on his word. No, no, no. I don't care what you gotta say anymore. I'm talking now. Josh loves pretending to be this great guy, to be this cool dude, and he loves to pretend like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just a full of heart, and I just love this game, (laughs) and and I would play honesty, and I know my character. You're so fuck out of here. You are terrible at this game. You play a dirty game. You go back on your words. You pull snake moves all the time. And then you go into elimination and get your ass flung. Get him the fuck out of here. Good luck in Big Brother um, USA All-Stars. Whatever the fuck is going on over there. Oh, I can't wait. You said what? I can't it doesn't matter what you said. He needs to get up out of here. I'm tired of him. You may continue now. Okay. Well... 
No way, no way can Josh feel like he was wronged here at all. Like he went back on his word. He backstabbed. He's now backstabbed or lied three seasons in a row. As much as he says he doesn't. Um, and on top of that, I mean, she's not wrong. Um, and here's the thing. I and I don't want to steal a spotlight from like obviously like Melissa, this female, like she had this this great moment here where she just shits on Josh. Kyle had a great line that probably if you were watching your subtitles, you didn't see it. But while they were arguing, Kyle was like, yeah, you kind of are a flopper, Josh. <laughs> like you, and it just, it was right on the bottom. And it was like, for somebody that's supposed to be an alliance, I thought it was pretty funny too. And yeah, I mean, her going off, like, like that's another thing. My wife made another comment. She was like, man, those hormones are kicking in right there. <laughs> I think Melissa says something on Twitter about that. She said, I'm going to put this whole fight and uh, blame the hormones for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, she she didn't lie. She didn't lie about anything that happened. You know, he and he starts talking about, oh, well, you know, it's not my fault that I got all these friends in this game and you don't like. Didn't you just spend last season bitching about how, oh, they're just a big alliance and they're friends and they're just taking out everybody they don't like. Now you're on the other foot and it's all gravy. So now it's like, OK, it's cool now that it's on your favor but if it's on somebody else's favor it's not fair oh poor poor baby that's what it is so at the end of the day josh is a pain in the ass my dog is also agreeing with me i apologize for that (laughs) he's very upset on my behalf because i have to keep dealing with this piece of garbage josh honestly wish he went into elimination today so that somebody could send his ass home so i wouldn't have to keep seeing him on my screen but becky tell us how you really feel damn I'm honest. What did Josh do to you? He's breathing. Yeah, right. I just I don't like hypocrites. So you wanna you wanna do that? Come on, everybody on the show's a hypocrite. I know I'm a hypocrite too. (laughs) I'm a hypocrite too, and I get it. But at the end of the day, you want to bitch, whine, and moan, and pretend that you're all high and mighty and da 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 da, when you're really not. So just accept that you're a scumbag, just like everybody else does. You know what? You said it best. Except that you're a scumbag. Most people on the show already have. You'll be happier and you're going to stop coming off as such a pretentious fucking prick as he does now. It's the reason why Johnny Bananas can have so much fun now because he's like let go of trying to like play a little like, no, I'm nice. Like, no, he'll just like stir the pot. He'll stand behind you. He'll laugh and he'll be like, yeah, whatever. I'm a piece of shit. Whatever. I don't care. Well, well, just like he did at the beginning of the episode where he was like, Josh is just so <laughs> cold-hearted. Oh my god, I can't believe Josh did that to I'm you. Glad you brought that funny. Up. I'm glad you brought that up because that is the world of difference between a Josh and a Johnny Bananas. Because they both did the same thing, they both screwed her, but I'm telling you, Melissa will fuck with Johnny before fucking with Josh again. Because Johnny is funny, he played it off, she knew it wasn't serious, he has the charm and the charisma that will eventually bring her back into the fold. Might not get a vote from her, as soon as, as, as he may like, but they are going to be okay while Josh makes a mortal fucking enemy. If he was I on mean, fire, she wouldn't piss also, on him. It's also Johnny fucking bananas. You don't, you can't, you can be mad at him, but like you have to enjoy his presence in the challenge house. He is the challenge. Hey, hey, allegedly. Hey, allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, I, no, she I don't want to sell my thoughts on Melissa with uh, 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 a rotten banana, so. 
I'm just going to keep that. that. I'm just saying it's, a, it's it, it, it probably goes back to like the Anissa Corey thing. Like, like Melissa will never do bananas wrong because one time I mean, in, in, in Prague or whatever. In the beginning of the season, though, Melissa was willing to pull bananas out, though. So like it. Melissa does play her own game, so I'll give Melissa that too. Melissa is more closely related to a, a cow than bananas, and Kyle is kind of under banana's wing, so it is what it is. Let's go. Two clubs. Let's go. You're, Corey stays home because he his little angle. Thank you. You're going for six weeks. You're able to jump right in without missing a beat. I love it. I love it. We're going to skip club night. We're going to skip club night because nothing really happened in club night. Swaggy was in his feelings. Uh, Nani and Casey? Okay. Quick show of Nani hands. Nani desperately trying to get in Casey's pants. Quick and show failing. of hands. Who gives? Right, Casey got screen time finally. We feel better, please. I, I like Casey and all, but she has done. She, she has finally, it to... took someone getting suspended to get screen time. She has brought nothing to the challenge. Um, if this was more than two girls giggling over a vodka and soda, maybe I would give a fuck, but I really do not care at all. Show of hands. Who cares about the whole Nani Casey thing? Yeah, but that's because he's 21. That's why. Exactly. Overruled. Let's move on. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) You're so (laughs) fucking transparent. (laughs) Like, it's not even funny. (laughs) I just see bananas over there in the corner like, ha ha, chicks. Uh, she finally got screen time, and I figured we could talk about it because you know who knows when she'll have this opportunity to get to have you know like two minutes on the TV. Oh my god! So moving on to the tribunal. This week's tribunal is going to have Bailey, Bessie, some other chick. So they're going to be all in the. So we all know who Bailey wants. Bailey is going to pick Swaggy. She wants to give him the boost that he needs the push that he needs to go in there and handle business. Fessy wants to look out for the big meatball. He says, you know, we'll throw Josh in, um, you know, just in case Swaggy doesn't want it, you know, we can have him as a backup. And um, the other girl picks, uh, picks Kyle. Now, this tribunal here was actually one, in my opinion, one of the worst, worst tribunals. Nobody really did anything of note in this. I think Swaggy saying that he definitely wants in kind of sewn it for him. But I didn't really see much from Kyle. And I don't think Josh played it the right way either. Uh, how do you guys think that uh, these challengers handled being in the tribunal? Who do you feel played it the best? Who do you feel played it the worst? And what could be changed? Tyler, kick it off. Swaggy played it the worst, in my opinion. And the reason why Swaggy played it the worst is he's, he's trying to be a good husband. His wife really wants him to go in. She wants him to be confident. He's unsure. So what happens? He gets voted in and goes in, says, yeah, I want to go in. Well, hold on a second. If we just rewind the episode a little bit. You weren't so sure. You wanted to go in against something physical and anything else. I don't know. Maybe not. And even physical, maybe not. But he has to be strong for her. And she's kind of in his head at this point. And it's not a bad thing. Like She believes in him. And so that's gaining him a little bit of confidence. And he played this wrong. He should have stuck to his guns and said, I only want it if it's head to head. Like if it's, if it's physical, I want it. anything else. Give it to Josh. That's what he should have said. And then next week, potentially it would have been physical and he could have gotten his play. I mean, yeah, obviously there's that worst case. It's the last, but realistically, these guys should be smarter than that. There's no way that an elimination would happen here. And then they'd be like, all right, three guys and three girls, you're going home. There's no way they would cut the show that short. Uh, you know, I don't know because uh, you know when the, I mean how many how many people was left on the island in season sixteen? The island. 
two. No, there was like six. There was fourteen total. So about where we're at now. So but, I mean, but but they they knew that it was the last limit. Like they told them, and everybody had a free for all. Yeah. I think nobody had really an opportunity to play this differently because everybody except for Bailey has a red skull. So they really don't have like anything to kind of barter with. And right now they're just trying to play on their friendships. Like we're friends. I helped you out. You helped me out. Let's do this together kind of situation. But I just, I I think at this point it's getting so down to the wire. There is no more leveraging because there really isn't anything to leverage. I I just think, the, the tribunal just dropped the ball on this one. I think all three of the no, nomination, nominees they put up were wrong. I mean, Swaggy, okay, Josh, okay, but Kyle, you knew for a fact he wasn't going in. Now, this is where uh, someone like, this, where this female and Fessy can take advantage. You throw someone in like Bananas or Rogan, who literally just pissed this person off last week. You make it known that you're serious about going against them still, and they have a red skull. So you want, to, you want to get them worried. And if you're Fessy, in the back of your head, you think, oh, they have a red skull. Swaggy doesn't want to go in, or if, if it's not something physical, you throw in the guy with the red skull. So if he goes home, it's one less guy in the final that you have to worry about, or vice versa. So that's it. I think they just dropped the ball. But honestly, the most entertaining part of this tribunal process was Nelson tricking Rogan, that he was on the list. <laughs> that, was like, that was the most entertaining part, honestly. Like, just seeing that. Well, you oh, got to understand, sorry. she who shan't be named. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She who will not be named is also probably in alliance with Kyle due to the fact that she's in alliance with Melissa. So that's probably why Kyle got pulled into this tribunal uh, because of that. They, you take Josh out. This is going a little long. Um, and like, I mean, right now I'm about to this and I, I'm going to talk a little more, but Malik, please stop me if I'm being ignorant. Cause I, I don't know if right, I'm stop. when I say Uh-oh. things. Oh, this is but never a good way to know. start. And I haven't been able to speak on it. And I, oh, no, I'm just saying. No, but I'm saying I've been able to speak on social media for a while. I feel like they shouldn't be editing out D at this point. The reason why is because we're losing a lot of aspects that we could get from the show. Last week we saw there were so many details we didn't see. And I understand D should be, is D's removed from the show going forward. I totally get that, support that. But she's on the show now, and I think that it kills some stuff that we could see. Like her and Josh arguing could have been something that we could have really enjoyed maybe maybe she rips into josh as well i'm just saying that removing d completely from the show is i i don't it doesn't make the show look good it is bothersome the fact that like people are still saying her name but they're not going to talk about her she has no confessionals i mean it it's just weird to me and i don't know if like that's wrong of me to say that she should still be shown on this season because it's already been recorded and for the fans it gives a better it gives a better production of the show because, like, last week, there was so much that was left out and everything. We lost, like, 30 minutes. I mean, the, the Canadian version has a full episode. And, and, and there was a whole lot. We had 22 confessionals last week that we didn't see. That is insane. That's the most anyone had all season long. Insane. Okay. So, you're not wrong for feeling that way. We are all very, very invested. Ever since D came to our show. She has, she has done very, very well at getting screen time and making the moves necessary. And as a fan of the show, of course, you want to be informed about all of the angles. I mean, we always, always talk about like, oh, man, they need to bring back the shit they should have, uh, the shit they should have shown and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's not bad to feel that way. One, what D said wasn't racist. It was insensitive and ill time. 
and MTV dropped the hammer on her. Unfortunately, she probably deserved at least a shot at learning, uh, at maybe stepping away and, and, and learning some. That probably would have been more beneficial than dropping the hammer. I know I came, after everything, I came, I was all full of piss and vinegar, fire and fairy, but I think we lost a teachable moment from somebody who I feel is teachable. I would be, listen, we all know that she's going to be gone. I would be totally fine with, because I'm such a huge fan of the show, I don't want to miss any more. We already know what happened. We already know how it's going to play out. There's really no benefit to showing less of D, at least not that much less. It's okay to trim her down some, but 22 confessionals in 19 minutes. That's not nothing. On Dirty 30, they showed everything Camilla was saying to Leroy, and we got, we saw. But that's easily explainable. They, Camilla got cut down, though. Listen, she had no S8 episodes. That was very explainable. That's because MTV didn't give a fuck about how black people felt back then. Fair. Okay. I'm, not, I'm just, I, I. Good job at asking a right question and, and asking people of color. These are how things start. These are how things change. If you don't know some ass, most of us are more than happy to, to help. And, you know, it's, it's a tricky time. So we all got to watch what we say just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about manscaping here at all tonight. I'm not going to. I need my manscape trimmer. I needed to talk about my boss. I mean, oh my God. Lee had me stuttering and sweating the first five minutes. Oh God, yeah, he was literally uh, freaking he put me out. On the spot. I was like, oh, Marie, what are you it doing was, to me? It was amazing. But let's go ahead and move on to purgatory. <laughs> no, it was not. It's all good. No, no worries. Purgatory. We're rolling live. It's okay. Let's get the dramatics. <laughs> Corey is coming down. Swaggy wants in. The name of this game is Launch Button. Tyler just disappeared. Nice. I don't Tyler. Oh, you just reappeared. Great magic He's a magician. Ah. I'm having a non-sponsored drink, so I don't want to show <laughs> a non-sponsored oh drink. Oh, my God. Right? Thank you, baby. Hennessy, where are you with the sponsorship? Like, we ready. Stop playing. Anyway, it's called Launch drink Button. There's a big shipper container. They're strapped on, and they have to run from side to side, kind of like the Fast and Furious challenge that we've seen earlier and smack buttons. If you hit the button twice, the lights go off. So it's like that, it's like that daily from earlier, and it's like light bright. I think this was the one that Bananas and Johnny should have faced off in. So these guys start off, and they start off pretty fucking bad. It's, it's, I love Swaggy. Swaggy's my dude. But it looks so terrible. He's spinning, and they're both not doing great. It picks up. They figure it out. Corey figures it out a little bit better than Swaggy. In a close one, he gets the win. Swaggy has had his first try. He had his first elimination. He lost it in a close one to somebody who has done what is it, seven, eight seasons now? Uh, something like that. His Tyler. First, yeah. Uh, okay, you throw me out. His first one was Bloodlines. One, two, three, four, five. I'm, I love that he's six. back. I think. I think this is like <laughs> this is like six and a half. Do we count the whole like? Yeah, we count Tony. Like okay, yeah. So I mean, it's like it's like seven. So wait, wasn't his first season Invasion? No, that was his third season. Yeah, he was right there. Oh God, I'm totally out of bloodlines. You don't you don't remember Mitch, his cousin? Well, yeah, Mitch cousin. who like <laughs> fell asleep on the bus. Right. But let's go ahead and jump back into this elimination. How did you, you know? Guys, how Mitch did... has actually been on Teen Mom, listed as Corey's friend. Yeah, not even his cousin. <laughs> all right, sorry. That's quite all right. So Corey gets to win. Swaggy is going home. He did pretty well this season. He was able to earn some camera time, rub some feathers the wrong way. 
what did you guys feel about the legacy that Swaggy is leaving for his first appearance on the challenge? Tyler. Start off slow. As I said in the beginning, like I wasn't a big fan of his in like week one, week two. And like I wasn't a fan of Bailey either. And then like week three came around and I was like, I like Bailey. The Swaggy's still flying the wall. And then all of a sudden we see like, okay, Swaggy's been working with Wes this whole time. They have his connection. Like Swaggy's still working with people over here. And like, like I just saw him like get more. Like the more camera time Swaggy got, the more I liked him. I think he's going to get brought in back. Not just because like of his performance here. You see him on social media, like and how he puts people on blast. And he literally, I mean, he doesn't need to come on this show. This guy makes so much money doing what he does for a living. Yeah. Well, I was just, I, I know what he oh. does. I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying what he does. But like, he's going to come back. Because, sound like a drug dealer. Because he, <laughs> what he does on the side. He's, he's athletic and he, he just started creating some drama. And I honestly think in the future, we're going to see a Rivals 4 and we're going to see him and Josh paired up. I really do. I think oh, Josh is going to like show up and be like, where's Wes? And she's like, no, you're with Swaggy. Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, that would be Why just, would you just wish amazing. that on Swaggy? I'm just saying it's going to happen, though. Like, that's, I mean, he threw a drink in the man's face. They're going to be partners. There's no way. But for me, I mean, I, he lost 20 to 15, and I think he reset like three or four of his own. At least and three. on top of that, he was he was spinning in circles for about 10 minutes of that challenge, not just running. And if, if Swaggy could have gotten the style down, I think he would have dominated. But he was he just couldn't get momentum. Exactly. He, he wasn't built for that, but he, he busted his ass. He tried hard and he didn't give up. Becky, what do you make of Swaggy's first season on the challenge? I mean, you can tell it's very similar to what happened to Asa. Um, just experience really kind of fell off you know he was a not that jay was an experienced person but Corey has experience Corey has been on so many of these challenges you saw he was already really kind of working that strategy early even though he was slower he wasn't spinning around he wasn't out of control he was just building up his momentum versus swaggy who just could not figure out how to build up the momentum he needed in order to get it done um i think that overall swaggy brought a lot to this him and bailey so I don't know if one without the other will come on because I think they kind of need to be together to be that dynamic. But I can see him coming back. He had great alliances. He had some great um, overall daily performances. You know, he was in the tribunal a couple of times. He definitely showed that he can be a competitor. He just needs more time to grow. Whether or not he's going to come back, similar to what Tyler said, He's a very successful businessman and entrepreneur. He doesn't necessarily need the money to come on the challenge. It'll just be more for fun. And I think maybe he will because it is something that he goes to prove himself. But I don't think it's going to be like a dire need where everybody else has to fight for this like callback because he really he's he's like, I'm good. Otherwise, I'm cool either way. All right. And Antonio. Well, in today's elimination, I was like, I was upset at Swaggy. Because he's someone that like brags about his memory, how he's like, he's full of different memory. And this is the game where memory plays a big factor because you memorize what ball injury hit. So for someone to brag that much about his memory, he dropped the ball on this one. But overall, with Swaggy, him and Bailey too, I would say for the most part. The first two episodes, they weren't really shown as much. So I didn't like really fully like them or I didn't have, like, I didn't have an opinion on them. But then I watched Big Brother 20, 20 yeah. That's when I like that. I go like, wow, like they're actually, they're good together. They don't have to play the game. And then after that, that's when I learned to like them and on the challenge because I saw where they came from. 
And I, honestly, I think a lot of people who are watching the challenge probably feel the same way. If they like, if they like them in Big Brother, like them now. If you guys didn't watch Big Brother, you probably don't have a strong opinion on them because they really weren't Brother, shown as much. I did like Swaggy. I just thought they weren't shown as much during the, their first season. I mean, Bailey had a lot more screen time than Swaggy did. But I, I think Swaggy, he's he just doesn't really back up a lot, a lot from what he says. And I saw Big Brother too, but. I still like the guy. He, I think the way, like his persona that he gives off, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. I hope he comes back. I know he tweeted out today that him and Bailey don't need reality TV. They said we can just run away. We'll be, be fine in Beverly Hills. I'm like, with that mentality, you want to see it and you don't want to see it because you want to see someone that's playing the challenge for the game as a whole, not for the money. But you also want to see someone invest in the game. And if, you, if that's not your... If, your mindset's not on reality TV and you want to do something else, I think you gotta pick one. You know, he may not, they may not need reality TV, but they sure as fuck like it. I don't believe that shit for one second. All right. So that was the episode. How do you really feel about that? I wanna say one thing real quick. I wanna say one thing. No. Did anybody else think that they were gonna try and like pull a fast one on everybody and like lift that box up and we were just gonna see a hall brawl? Like that's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought like everything was gonna fall. That would be amazing. I, I just thought it was going to happen, and they were like, we're not going to let you see the elimination. And then all of a sudden, all the doors fall, and it's just a hall. That would be honestly pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool as shit. I would love that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. Before we get out of here, now that we have our Tyler back, mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler comes bearing gifts. Would you bring us, Tyler? Would you bring us? Do we have a hit list? I bring to you guys the unofficial, official power rankings of MTV's The Challenge. <laughs> yes. The most most unbiased power rankings on the internet, (laughs) on podcasts. So excited. So Uh, excited. So can I just give you the whole list? It's only 14 deep. Yeah, sure. Give us the whole list. First off, tell us how you made the power ranking. What did you base it on? Why are these people where they are? So everything here is based on daily performance, confessional count, uh, impact on the episode overall, and drama created or you know, drama thrown on you. So like, even though Josh got yelled at a bunch, he still gets points for that because without him being there, there wouldn't be drama. So, you know, things like that add on to it. And obviously if you win an elimination, you're going to get thrown high because you outperform somebody one-on-one. So. <laughs> Yo, uh, Antonio, Chrissy, said what up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> somebody already trying to make you not single anymore. <laughs> All right. So let's, some bullshit. Yo, Antonio's like the third best looking guy on this podcast. Heard that? Wow. <laughs> these are these are. Fat. I'm the only single guy on this podcast for a reason. You ugly motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, you're so mean. <laughs> Smacked it out the park. <laughs> wow. Uh, look, Antonio just got better looking. <laughs> you're so mean. I'm sorry, be- and, and I'm sober, so I have no excuse. I'm just let me. Dick. Antonio, let me make you feel better with these power rankings. So, All right, number one, bananas, okay. Starting at number one. Number one, we have Fessy. Number two. They should be. Bananas. Number three, Bailey. Four is Corey. Five is Melissa. And I'm going to go a little faster on these. Six, Jenny. Seven, Kyle. Eight, Josh. Nine, Nelson. Ten, Rogan. Eleven, D. Twelve, Anissa. Thirteen, Nani. And fourteen, the person that can't even get a confessional, Casey. Man, what does she got to do? She had zero today again. 
I had her at zero and I had Nani at one. Oh, Yo, Jesus how much higher would Casey be if she just banged Nani? They would both oh move up. Oh my God. I, mean, I guarantee <laughs> if they hooked up, they would each get at least three confessionals just about that. Mm. Just about that. I love how you got that down to a science. Well, MTV, MTV likes to do that. They literally will like show a hookup and they're like, play a clip, a confessional, play a clip, confessional, play the same first clip, but confessional for the other person. Like, that's what they do. <laughs> and like, bananas over there in the corner, like, ha, 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 shit. No, it's, no, it's Anissa. It's, a, it's Anissa just like, oh my God, reminds me of me and Rachel. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler, back to your ratings. Right, so, Becky. Out of this list, who do you feel like, pick one person that you feel is really misplaced and shouldn't be here. You know, where did, uh, where did Tyler mess up at? Hmm. In all honesty, I'm going to say that I like this list. I don't have a whole lot of issues with it. I'm looking here at everybody who's in their places. I mean, Fessy won. Fessy had a lot of confessionals. You saw a lot of them on screen. Bananas has, I think, honestly, if anything, Bananas should be lower because all he's really doing is saying in the background at this point, he's got his red skull. He doesn't seem to be doing much other than occasionally stirring the pot. Like, look forward to Taj ranking. Professionals give you numbers. So, well, they help. I mean, well, he, also, he also brought one of the funniest moments of the episode as well. Like, a highlight literally is like TJ laughing at him and just saying, like, smooth as sandpaper, right, Bananas? Like, <laughs> Um, Antonio, who you got? I don't have a problem with it. I just want more of a clarification on why Bailey is number three. Because I understand she had a good amount of professionals, but she, and she won, but she lost her number one. She lost her. She basically sent her fiance home. I mean, I think top five is definitely suiting for her, but top three, I'm like, okay, I need a little more like clarification on that. So, in my opinion, uh, so her team got first. In that yeah. final stage, she got fourth, but she was a good, a good amount ahead of D and Anissa. And on top of that, yes, I understand that she lost her number one. And I get how that can affect you, but it was a relationship number one. And I feel sometimes in the challenge, when you have a relationship in the house, you're like half worried about yourself, half worried about him. Like she yeah. was so worried about him. Now she doesn't have to worry about Swaggy at all. I actually think it's a, it's like a sense of relief. I mean, go back to uh, go back to Cutthroat and look at how Brad and Tori were the entire season, like just stressing and freaking out. If Tori would have went home like week two, Brad would have been the most calm. Same thing, vice versa. <laughs> I mean, the only reason why I think it, it hurts Bailey a lot. Brad, they, get the, they, get, they didn't get the win though. Well, yeah. Now Bailey doesn't have a red skull. That's what, that's the reason why. Um, like I think she toughly kind of hurts her, like. Because Swaggy's now gone. Because Swaggy would have won his elimination, and he has another number for Bailey to win. Swaggy could have won next week's challenge and basically did what Bailey did with him. Nominate him, have the tribunal vote for her to go in. But now Bailey doesn't have any more numbers anymore. That's the thing. I don't know how she's going to get her red skull. Okay, here's the thing, though. You have to understand. Numbers are great now. It's kind of like uh, Bananas and Leroy. Numbers are great. But when is Leroy ever going to win to help Bananas out in a, in a daily? When is Swaggy ever going to, like, what is Swaggy's odds of winning? If it next week would probably be pairs of set, pairs of two, you know, or two teams, like, he's really not going to have a chance to win. He's not a top-tier guy. So, really, you're losing an ally yeah. to vote for you, but you're losing somebody lower on the totem pole that could actually win and get in the tribunal. Fessy is still her alliance member. Fessy can still get in and help her out. 
it just kind of shifts who her number one is, which is still okay. Like she has, I guess like, Bailey still has several people. Yes. Bailey could have been a little lower, but she still was like top five in, in, in uh, confessionals. She won the daily. She beat two girls. You know, she was the second best girl outside of Jenny. So really she was the first best girl. Cause Jenny doesn't count. I mean, cause she's obviously going to win like in that sled pole. All right, so that was Todd Lauder yeah. bringing the best from the hit list. What do you think? How huh? do you think? You didn't give me, you didn't shit on it. Do you like it? And that's why. Jenny. Uh, Jenny did well in the daily, but she didn't win. I don't think she got enough confessionals, and she didn't really seem to be in any drama or main storylines throughout the episode. So having her your number six spot seems kind of high, but even though she, it seems kind of high, I'm not really seeing a whole bunch of people who should pass her up. Maybe Kyle. I would probably put Kyle ahead of her. But everybody, I mean, really, Jenny can drop a spot, maybe two, as long as that second spot isn't fucking Josh. Yeah, the, the, the only thing that separated that there is that Jenny beat Kyle one-on-one. That was the, that was the separator for me. Uh, do you guys have any questions or, or, or anything for us before we get out of here? We'll give you guys a couple of minutes to get those in. Tyler. Gab, we see you. Love you right back. Uh, MVP for tonight. Paul wants to know, do you guys have an episode MVP? For me, it's hard not to say Corey. He's won the, uh, he didn't win the daily, but he got a big win on an episode where it looks like he really needed to get it. So I will have to go with Corey. Yeah, I think Corey's a clear favorite. I No one really like stood out this episode. I mean, Corey had a good moment with his daughter. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so Chrissy wanted to know, do you like older women, Antonio? I mean, my ex is older than I was. Like, <laughs> right, wait, am I frozen? Am I good? Can you guys hear me? I was gonna say you maybe no. that uh so being out my that way ex was older than me by a few months, and that one before that was older than me by a few months. So I guess it's the trend. I don't know. Uh, I know, I know the question, Tyler. I know the question. I'm just I'm not trying to like put myself on the yeah, side here. You're so okay? frazzled. It's hilarious. Let's move on to the next question from uh, Rain Hannah. She says, seeing how things have worked out this season as we near the end, do you think it was wiser to go into elimination early in the season? That is such a no shit question. Going earlier means you have such a wider range of people to pick from. You could have went against Jay. You could have went against Asaf. You could have went against all these people who they've determined it's easy. And by people waiting, now, now it's limited. Now you got to go against Nelsons and Corey's and Bananas. The, 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 the pool has gotten so much smaller. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, but then again, I, I honestly believe that uh, if it's, it's really all just a mentality when you go in. Like, if it's your night, it's your night type thing as well. So some people, for, it depends on the competitor. Some people, I feel like Fessy could go in at any time, and he's ready to go. But some people like Kyle are freaking out right now and probably should have went in earlier. <laughs> Factual. Yeah, yeah. I think going in earlier, you have a bigger pool of goal you want to go against. Now it's like, but go against someone and start like you know, drama with someone who has a red skull that's weaker than me, or do I go up against someone who doesn't have a red skull, close, no drama. And I don't know. It's tough. It's if they all had better vid, like thought about the game truly, they would all win in earlier. Then this whole season would have been differently because honestly. I think that the cash dropped the ball with this season on how it should be played. Absolutely. The, this whole different format, they just didn't really approach it the right way. I've been saying it since 
day one, I think I was one of the few ones. It's like, why isn't anybody volunteering? What the hell is wrong with people? Like that's, that was me since the beginning. So I fully feel like they should have been fighting to go in, that this should have been an argument every day, every elimination. I want to go in. I want my red skull. Fuck all y'all. Let me go in. All right. Last question for the night. Sarah says, who are you each rooting for? Oh, damn. Who are you each rooting for? Like to win the whole thing. Um, Antonio, a.k.a. the <sighs> Bananas Defender. Who are you going I for? I mean, uh, Shocker. Uh, what female? If, if it, let's just assume that it's going to be like a regular soul season because we already know Bananas. What female? Oh, what if I was going to say Fessy? Huh? I'm going with the new era. I'm going with the rookie. I'm going with Fessy. Okay. I'm obviously, I'm going with Bananas. If I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. But females, um, either Nani or Jenny winning, I would be okay with. Nani, I would love to see her get her first win. And Jenny is my one of my new favorite like newcomers in the UK. So I would love to see either one of them to win. And yeah. I mean, everyone else can really just, like, I really wouldn't care. But for, yeah, next person, go. <laughs> you're, you're so great at podcasting. I love it. <laughs> Becky. Uh, um, uh, I would probably have to go with Jenny for the females. I think she is the strongest girl that they have left on the cast. Uh, that or Casey. Casey would my, be my number two for wanting to win. Because I feel like she just has that ability. Uh, for males, obviously, Bessie, you know, so pretty. <sighs> Just can't help it, even though Turbo's not on this season. But uh, I got to say, I really hope that Fessy pulls it out. I want to see a rookie win. Um, you know, we really haven't seen that since Turbo. Uh, and even then, it's very rare for rookies to win at all at the end of the day. So I really want to see Fessy win. Um, other than that, I guess Bananas can kind of hope that he gets another season win. But at the end of the day, I, at the same time, I don't. I really, really like Bailey. I would love to see her walk away with this whole thing. For me, it would be out, out of Bailey or Anissa. I know Anissa's performance hasn't been the best. Um, it did look like she kind of gave up a little bit today, but I'm still rooting for her. I mean, she's been doing this a long time. It would be nice to see her, you know, hoist that trophy up. I, I, I want that for her. I generally do like her, even though she, she's Anissa. Bailey or Anissa on the guys end, um, kind of the same thing. I like Corey. I like the growth that I've been seeing from him. I think that I would like to see him win one of these things sooner or later. Maybe not this season, but um, yeah, I I I can root for Corey and as a backup. I I would have said Swaggy. Corey didn't just bounce him the fuck up out of the house, but um. I'll go with, uh, you know what? I'll just leave it at, uh, at Swaggy. Swaggy and Corey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go way different, way different. Like, who am I actually rooting for at this point? I'm rooting for Melissa oh. on the female side. Um, I just think it, I, I think it would be, like, a really oh. good, great story if, like, she ends up winning this whole thing, knowing that she's pregnant. Like, that would be, be great. She would be the first and only pregnant winner ever. Like, and for the guys, oh, man, you guys are all going to, like, hate this. But I'm actually rooting for Nelson. Oh, I think you'll say Kyle. I almost said Kyle, but I think Kyle has some more time on him. But I just think Nelson has such a good stat line, and he always makes it far in these things. And I think that he was potentially robbed 
on Invasion of the Champions, but we'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I, I really think technically he should be a champion right now. But um, I just, I don't know. I just, I like seeing guys that perform really well and do really well. I know Nelson flops every now and then, like historically bad flops, but he performs really well the majority of the time. And being 9 1 and 1 in eliminations as well, you know, he has a second place finish in a, in a final. I just think that he would be a good representation as a champion based on his stat line. I think so too, but his gameplay, his gameplay has got to step up and he got to do better in the dailies. But you can get by not doing so good in the dailies if you build better alliances. TYB wasn't it. And it should have been. TYB on paper should fuck a lot of shit up, but they just get in their own way too much. I mean, they do have one championship in two second place finishes. So it's not like it's not like TYB doesn't have the statistics. Corey on Bloodlines got second place, and then uh, Nelson got second place on Invasion, and then Hunter won the show when Ashley robbed him. Oh, I was like, wait, who won? I was like, oh yes. yeah, the brokest winner. This disregarded Hunter's win. How dare! <laughs> I, he hasn't been on, so I don't honestly. I've, I've kind of stopped equating him with TYB. Well, I, he's a new dad, so you know how that go. That's true. All right. One hell of an episode. Definitely had a blast hanging out with you guys. Make sure you visit thechallengegear.com to get all of your custom challenge gear. The shit is popping. Oh, Becky got hers too. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your Love Ward Challenges gear. If nothing else, Bananas, close us out. All right. Another great episode, Podsters. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Challenges. Join our discussions under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Make sure you check out our website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Give us five stars. Give us a great review. And most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, Potsters. I'll miss you guys for two weeks. I'll be back later. Peace!